0: Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osaige and Bridget Erebor teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. that everyone here and everyone watching by home, at home or watching after the, the fact that I recorded, will also have the same spirit of wisdom. And revelation, so we may be changed to becoming like you in every area. In Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody say amen. amen. That should wake somebody up. Praise God. Ephesians <laughs> chapter number 2. Uh, if you were here on Friday, we started talking about his reason. And I'm going to continue with that. I'm talking about rise to the top. Tell, us, tell somebody rise to the top it's one thing to arise. It's another thing to rise to the top. Some people arise, they rise, and they stay at the middle. They say, I'm doing better. I used to be on the ground. Now I'm halfway up. Now that's better than being on the ground, right? So you rejoice with that. But what I'm saying today, don't, don't stay at the middle. Praise the Lord. Where should you rise to? Rise to the top. Rise to the top. Be at the top of your profession. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Be at the top of whatever you put your hand to do. Be at the top. Rise to the top. Rise to the top. Amen. Jesus is our example. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 2. We start reading from verse, verse 1, verse 1. And we'll read all the way to verse 10. If you if you need a Bible, you can wave your hand. Ushers will help you with one so that you can use for the service. Uh, we do have it on the screen, but I do encourage you to look at it yourself in the Bible. So if you need a Bible, just wave your hand, and ushers will help you. Uh, you can use it for the service. You can leave it on the seat when you're done. But if you really don't have a Bible at home and you need one, uh, you can ask the ushers. They can let you take one home. Amen. amen. Say Amen. amen. All right, Ephesians chapter number two, verse one. The Bible says, and you had he quickened who were dead in sins. Can you put it in a good news translation? We read it from the King James um, Friday. Maybe we want to read it from another translation today. You have the good news? It said, in the past, you were spiritually dead because of your disobedience and sins. It said, in that time, you followed the world's evil ways you obey the ruler of the spiritual powers in the space, the spirit that now controls the people who disobey God. Actually, all of us were like that and lived according to our natural desires, doing whatever suited the wishes of our own body and minds. In our natural condition, we, like everyone else, were destined to suffer God's anger. But God's mercy is so abundant and his love for us so great. Somebody say, hallelujah. God loves us. I say God loves us. The whole reason why we are celebrating Easter is because of the love of God. Uh, uh, St. John 3 says, for God so loved the world, so loved. This verse is saying, because of his great love by which he loved us. So he doesn't just love us, he loves us with great love, great love. The angels are jealous of us, righteous jealousy, praise God. <laughs> the one who got into the wrong kind of jealousy, they, are, they got into trouble by it, right? right? How many of you know that Genesis says that some, I mean, people say it's angels left heaven and began to marry human beings. They wanted to be like humans, and many humans want to be like angels, but the angels want to be like humans. Because the humans are the ones that are created in the image and in the likeness of God. Verse 5. And while we were yet spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life with Christ. It is by God's grace that you have been saved. In our union with Christ Jesus, he raised us up with him to rule with him in the heavenly world. He did this to demonstrate for our time, to come the extraordinary greatness of his grace in the love he showed us in Christ Jesus. For it is by God's grace that you are saved through faith. It is not of yourselves or your own effort, but God's gifts so that no one can boast about it. Ten, God has made us what we are in our union with Christ Jesus. He has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. I'll uh, put it back again from verse 5 in the King James. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep walking on the sound until um, I, I give you thumbs up. See, not too satisfied. The Bible says in verse 5, it says, even when we were dead in sin, say, Christ, he had quickened us together with Christ. Say, by grace, he has saved. Next verse. And has raised us up together and made us sit. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's take verse 5 again. I want you to look at it yourself. I want you to sink into your hearts. He said, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. So, this condition we were in before Jesus Christ came is very clear. The Bible says we were dead in sins. We were dead and buried in sins. We couldn't help ourselves. We were ignorant. We were oppressed. We were living in unrighteousness. We were God-corsers. We were, we, were, we, were, we were adulterers and fornicators and liars and thieves. We were in sin. Every one of us were, were born that way because we were born with the nature of sin that Adam passed to the human race. But the Bible says that when we were dead in sins. That means even before we knew God, because of his great love that he had for us, he made us alive. We did not have to beg for him to do it. Praise God. Because he loved us so much, he came, he died for the sinner. And I want you to notice this. I'm re-emphasizing certain points. Because sometimes when we talk about the grace of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, people think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not bold enough. I'm too shy. To be on top. I'm too weak to make it. I wish I was as bold as Pastor Bridget. I would lead, I would, I would, I would achieve, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would prophesy, I would change others. I'm just a weakling. But the Bible says that it is for the weaklings that Jesus came to die for. We were all that way sometimes. We were in sin. We were, we were oppressed. You know. I preach here today. Some of you will be surprised that I used to be very shy. Yeah, I grew up very shy. I grew up also very unwise. Dumb, dumb. I was not the one that invented that word. Praise God. It was something that they called me a lot then. But the Bible said while we were yet in sin, said Christ died for us. And did not only die for us. The Bible said what? He what? He raised us up. Next verse. Verse 6. He raised us up and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He didn't just raise us up to become normal, to become in the same state where Adam was before he sinned. The Bible says he raised us up and made us to sit in the heavenly realm. He raised us all the way to the top. He raised us up all the way to the top. You know, since we are in Ephesians 1, just look at verse, chapter number 1, in Ephesians 2, let's look at chapter number 1. Paul was praying here for the church from verse 15. He said, we are after ahead of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the Lord for all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the walking of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So he's telling us here where Jesus is seated and where we are seated with Christ. He was raised from the dead, and he was raised to the right hand of the Father. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 21. He said, far above all principalities and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that also that which is to come. Somebody say amen. amen. So Jesus was raised up and made to sit in the heavenly realms, and the Bible says far above. There's a difference between above and far above. What's the difference? One is far. One is far. Praise God. Above has no far in it far above is far from above <laughs> <laughs> so the bible said that jesus was raised and seated in the heavenly realms and the bible says far above not some he said all principalities and powers how high is jesus to oromila far above you say, "What oh, is it's a don't bother if you don't know it. It's a demonic name. It's a demonic name. I didn't make it up. People worship it in some parts of Africa. How far is Jesus to cancer? Far above. The Bible says that he's seated far above all dominion, all titles, all names. Cancer is a name. Anything that has a name, Jesus is seated how far? Far above. Far above. He said every dominion and every title. Every title. How far is Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Compared to the president, compared to senators. Far above. What about governors? Far, far 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 above, far above, far above. And the Bible says not only Jesus is seated there, who is seated there with him also. The Bible says we have been raised up and made to sit in the heavenly realms far above, far above, far above. So we are seated far above how many? All principalities, all powers, all titles, all dominion, all names, and all might. And that's not all. The last last part is even more interesting. He said, both in this world, he said, and in the world to come. That means that there is nothing God can create in the future that will be higher than the believer. God has set us in the highest place ever possible, ever possible, both in this world and that which is to come. You know, if we look at this, no wonder Paul was praying that the eyes of our understanding will be open. When we see where we are seated, our thinking will change. Put your finger there. We read this on, on, on Friday. We read it again. Revelations chapter number three, I think. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Micah. I think you've done a good job. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 21. Revelation chapter number three, verse 21 and 22. We take those two verses. Don't worry, I'm not going to keep you too long. I know some of us have some Easter rice to eat. And some Easter chicken. Amen. You all are looking so nice. Yes, we You're wearing your Easter clothes. Praise God. Yes. But we say, Well, I don't celebrate Easter, whatever you call it, there's no name that is that, that compares to the name of Jesus. Amen. Resurrection Sunday, whichever you want to call it. Amen. Amen. All right. The Bible says that to him that overcometh, how do we overcome? I say, how do we overcome? Who is the overcomer? Some people are not sure. Okay, put your finger there, put your finger there. We come back there. I have to show you. First John chapter number five. The Bible actually asks the question: who is he that overcometh? But he that believes yes. Yes. that Jesus yes. Yes. is the Son of God, yes. 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 Hallelujah. First, God. First John, is it First John, yes, chapter number five, verse ten. Verse 10. Praise God. Now let's uh, let's start from verse four. He said, "For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world." The King James actually says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. So if you want to overcome, what do you just have to do? Be born of God. Once you are born of God, you are an overcomer. You don't try to overcome to be an overcomer. You just get born again. And the title of overcomer is given to you. Because you have been made to overcome all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 4 again, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. faith." The word even actually is not in the original. It just says our faith. Our faith is how we overcome the world. The Bible says, verse 6, that this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Let's go to verse 5 again, verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So, who is he that overcometh? Jesus. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Hallelujah. So, what are you? An I said, what are you? An You're an overcomer. So, let's go back to Revelation chapter number 3. To him that overcome, who is that? Come on, talk to me. This is is an interactive church. I say, who is an an overcomer? Why are you an overcomer? Because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So this is for you. This is for you and I. I'm an overcomer too. He said, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and I sit down with my father in his throne. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So where are we seated? In the throne of God, with him, him, far above all principalities, all powers, all titles, and all dominion. Both in this world. No, if we are seated in the throne, what can be created that can be higher than the throne? Nothing, nothing. So the Bible says... He has made us to sit in the highest place. So I'm saying this morning, you have to rise to the top. Somebody say hallelujah. You you have to stop thinking yourself about yourself as being, you know, a worm in the dust, an ordinary human being. We are just, you know, we are here to suffer and to die. You never really know what God is going to do. You never really know how things are going to happen. The Bible says that we are seated with him in the heavenly realms. And if we can believe this, if we can know this and believe this and operate in it, we are going to reign as kings and priests here on earth. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as we're celebrating this Easter uh, or Resurrection Sunday, I just want to remind us, my emphasis has been not only that Jesus was raised from the dead, but that we were raised with him. Uh, I know most people already understand and is taught in every church which we should teach because if he didn't, if he wasn't raised from the dead, we were not raised too. Yeah. That Jesus was raised from the dead. Now let, let's look at let's look at let's look at um, 1 Corinthians 15. This is our whole gospel. The gospel of, of Christ is hinged on the truth that Jesus Christ came, died for our sins. And that God raised him up on the third day. And not only was he raised up, that he ascended into heaven and he seated at the right hand of God. Now, I know know that we have to look at it completely so that we can understand the fullness of salvation. Salvation for us was not completed until Jesus ascended to the throne and sent the Holy Ghost. It's very, very key. i may not have time to go into all the details today because every part of his work had a significance. He died for us by identifying with us, taking upon himself the human form, taking upon himself the nature of man that had become, as it were, or looked like it was subject to Satan. The Bible said he took upon himself the nature of a servant and became obedient, even obedient unto death. But the Bible says that on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And that was not only, it. the Bible said God raised him and made him to sit in the heavenly places, in the right hand of the Father, far above all principalities and power. And the Bible says he did all of this for us. So we are not only raised from the dead, we are also made to sit in the heavenly realms. And we're going to begin to understand this more and more as we study this. You know, some people say, what are we going to do in heaven when when we get there? Many things we are going to do. One of the things that many people have not noticed, for example, the Bible says, don't you know that you shall judge angels? So people think that we are going to be in awe of angels. Angels are going to be in awe of the sons of God. In short, the Bible says sons of God will judge angels. We are going to be seated as sons of God, as people who make determinations of the rest of God's creation. And we have to begin to practice that mindset here. Before we leave, because the Bible says, "Now are we the sons of God?" He said, "It doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see Him, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is." The Bible says, "Everyone who has this pu- this hope purifies himself, even as He, the Father, is pure." When you begin to see yourself like you really are, you are going to begin to live a new kind of life. First Corinthians chapter number fifteen. He said, "Moreover, brethren, verse one." He said, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, whereon so you stand, by which we also are saved, if we keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Three, for I declare unto you first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Verse 4, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, which is Peter, and then of the twelve, six, after that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this day, but some have fallen asleep. Let's skip for time. <clears throat> Verse 12. Now, if Christ, be not, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some of, among you that he is not risen, that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false weaknesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not, if so be that the dead be not raised. 16. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For in, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So Paul is teaching here what the gospel entails. He, says he talks about Christ. How he came and died for our sins, was raised from the dead, and we too have been raised with him. And that if he be not raised, then there is no resurrection of the dead. So Christ came to demonstrate that the power of sin and death has been defeated. And that's why he was raised from the dead to show that the impact of sin has been brought to naught. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, the church is going to get this in this season. You know, what many people have been preaching is not really what the gospel teaches. People have been teaching that salvation means life after death. When you die, you go to heaven. There is nothing like that in scriptures. Amen. Some Amen. Like, what? Amen. What? That's what I was told. When you die, you go to heaven. Go and read it. Jesus never asked them to preach that when you die, you go to heaven. The Bible preaches the resurrection of the dead, not the the, the dying and going to heaven. That was human inclusion in the gospel. It is about the resurrection of the dead. The Bible is saying here the gospel we preach is that Christ died and he rose again, not that he died and went to heaven. He said it's the resurrection of the dead that is the indication that sin has been defeated. Because the problem of sin is that the wages of sin is death. And when we are born again, we have been raised with him and we have overcome sin. And so the gospel is that now that you are born again, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets you free from the law of sin and death. The gospel is about the resurrection of the dead, not the dying and going to heaven. The Bible says that death is an enemy. God does not employ an enemy to bring his work to pass. If you read the later parts of this chapter, the Bible says it's when people are exorated, that's when the gospel will be fulfilled that says, oh, death, and where is your sting? Until that is done, the gospel is not fully fulfilled. That's why people who die, they must come back and take their body because they have to complete this gospel. You are not supposed to die. You're supposed to come back. You're going to come back and get your body. You're not going to stay here. There are some that are not coming back. Why? They are going with your body. They don't have to come back and finish the work. It's just a you think You think Enoch is coming back to get his body? went with his body elijah went with his own oh, yes. the one who left their body behind god said ah you left something behind sin yes. cannot win death cannot win you're going to have to he said but the body is scattered everywhere lion ate it some of them were burnt he said it doesn't matter you must go back and get it the bible says jesus rose from the dead that is the gospel Resurrection of the dead. That is the gospel. Overcoming sin and death. That is the gospel. Somebody say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah. He said, if the dead be not raised, he said, then our gospel is in vain. That means that if it's only to die and go to heaven, it's in vain. There is a resurrection. Resurrection is not the same as going to heaven. I say, hey! Hey. All right. Let's not get just to the end. Let's start from where we are. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen, what God is showing us is that when sin came, sin brought man into oppression. Sickness is an oppression. Poverty is an oppression. Disease is an oppression. Fear is an oppression. Uh, Inferiority compress is an oppression. Shyness is an oppression. Every kind of oppression came by sin, and sin eventually, the worst kind of oppression is death, complete separation from God. So Jesus came to show us how to deal with the devil. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he took upon himself everything that sin had to offer. He took upon himself sickness. The Bible says that before he went to the cross, they beat him. They tore his body. And not only that, the Bible said God put every sickness on him. It's there in Isaiah 53. He had cancer. He had tuberculosis. He had, he had, he had COVID-19. Yes. Amen. Every sickness possible was put on Jesus. Not only that, the Bible says he became poor. He became, the Bible says that he lost peace because he turned around and said, where is the father? Why did you forsake me? Everything that human beings go through was placed on him. He identified with man in his lowest place. And not only that, he went even unto hell and suffered in hell for three days. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, there's been a debate. How long did, what day did Jesus die? Was it Friday or Thursday? Because he said three days and three nights. Some say three days and three nights does not compute to, to, to Friday through Sunday. I mean, it has to be Thursday. Some say even it's Wednesday, and there's been a debate. I studied this. I took some time to study, it. and I discovered that he actually died on Friday. God had to shorten the time for him to come back. And so because of that, he added one night on Friday and made Friday two days and two nights to correct the three days and three nights. So Jesus died on Friday and rose up on Sunday and still fulfilled three days and three nights. Somebody say hallelujah! Go and read it. The Bible says the Bible said this is the third day. Wait, there's a difference between the third day and three days. Most of the scriptures actually say he rose up on the third day. That means that it was Friday to Sunday. And there are many scriptures that show us what the third day means. Not two days in between. That means it happened today, the next day. This is the third day. So he rose up on Sunday morning. He died on Friday. But because he said three days and three nights like Jonah, God had to insert a night in between so that he can have three days and three nights and still not have to stay too long in hell. Somebody say hallelujah. So he got up on Sunday morning. Somebody say glory to God. You know, some people miss those things. We think it just became night at that time just because, you know, God just wanted to... There are things God is fulfilling in the spirit realm. Somebody said, but it was not the death started when he became spiritually dead, when he took sin. Do you know one reason why he was hung between heaven and earth? Because he was not only paying for the, for the sin on the earth, he was paying for the things of the heavens. The Bible said that he entered into a heavenly sanctuary. He did not only come and die for sins that were committed on earth. The Bible tells us that he had to go and purify heavenly things. That's why he was hung between the heavens and the earth, because he was dying for two worlds. And the Bible said he took his blood and went to the heavenly place. Most high priests who were just a type of, the type of what he came to do have to get bulls and goats and animals and they slaughter it and then they go once a year to the holies of holies. And the Bible says all these were just rehazards, dress rehazards of the real thing. When Jesus Christ came, he didn't go to a, a, a house that was built by man. He didn't, go, he didn't go to a copy. He didn't go to, 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 to a type. He was not a pretend kind of temple. The Bible said he went to the real temple where God is and took his own blood. He was the high priest and he was the sacrifice because there was no high priest that was qualified to be the high priest and yet there was no sacrifice that was qualified to be the sacrifice so he had to be the high priest and he had to be the sacrifice he, he took his own blood to the holies of holies somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah and this is so significant we don't have enough time to go in details one reason people think that christians are narrow-minded They say, how can you say you must be born again? Hindus are very good people. Muslims are very good people. They are even better than some Christians. I know Hare Krishna folks that are kind. They give money to the poor. But the Bible tells us that the problem of sin is not just goodness and morality. It is a twisted spirit. When man sinned, his nature was changed. And the only way to redeem sin was by blood and nobody else was qualified to make that sacrifice because everyone else was born a sinner mohammed was born a sinner Hare krishna was born a sinner when he died he died for his own sin there is only one man that was born and had never sinned in this world and his name is jesus christ of nazareth he was the only sacrifice that was qualified to get man free. That's why the Bible says there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which we can be saved. And except a man is born again by the Spirit of God through the blood of Jesus, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can give your body to be born. You can be such a philanthropic. You feed the hungry every day. That will not get you to heaven. You can be so kind, so good, and you're, you're, you, you don't even hurt a fly. Some people can't kill animals. They don't kill flies because they want to be kind. They say, let them live. They must be here for a reason. You may be so kind, you can't even kill a fly. You may, you may be so so perfect in your morality, and yet you still will not make it. Because the Bible says no man can approach God in his own righteousness. The Bible says the righteousness of a natural man is like filthy rags. The original Hebrew says like menstrual cloths. And the Bible says that you can't come with your own righteousness. The reason why is that no one has ever and been able to live right after Adam's sin until Jesus came. And the Bible says that he identified with us and he died. His blood is the reason why we are saved. His blood is sufficient for us. Go to Hebrews chapter number 9. And we'll just look at some verses from there. His blood is what makes us clean. It is the detergent that removes sin. It is the spiritual shout that can take the the stain of sin away. Nothing else can. And even though we are required to do good, we are required to to be baptized, we are required to go to church, we are required to pay our tithes, and we don't really pay our tithes, we give our tithes. We are required to to bring it and and, and honor God, but that's not what saves us. Because you could do all of those things and still end up in the lake of fire. Hell is not a final place. You know, we, we need to preach this gospel yeah. more correctly. Really? Yeah. Hell is just a detention center yeah. before the final judgment. Yeah. Hell, you can see one another. At least it's solid. You can walk around. Even though there's pain, but you can still walk around. But the Bible said that those in hell, hell itself is going to be cast into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur and brings It's worse than hell. There's something worse than hell. Hell is bad. The Bible says there are worms in hell that eat people up. The, the whole of it has not been taught. Yeah. So some people just think that we are just here for just casual. Let's eat and drink. If you read further, he say if there's no resurrection, let's just eat and drink. Tomorrow we die. Let's, let's make the best of our life. That's not why we are here. There is an eternal life. The season here is just a short time. It's just a speck. In, the, in, the, in eternity. And that's why you have to make sure that you make the right decisions. Why? Because the decisions you make in this short time will affect the rest of eternity for you. But this is not where we, we, we reside. This is not our home. Hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah! We're just here on a short assignment. We're here. The Bible says, if for this life alone, you're a Christian, He says you are the most miserable kind of person there is. If all you are living for is this season. You're going to have to begin to think beyond. But my message this morning is about salvation and the resurrection of the dead. So the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, he, he bore upon of us upon himself all our sins, all our troubles, all our pains, all that was wrong, all that could ever be wrong. And then he was killed, nailed to the cross, hung between earth and heaven, and then he died. He gave up the ghost. They tested it to make sure he was dead. He wasn't pretending. They put a a sword on his side and and, and water and and, and blood came out and they knew he was dead. And they wrapped him, you know, and and they put put the burial clothes on him and put it in a a stone cave. And they made sure he was dead. Those were professional soldiers. They knew how to kill. Praise God. That was their job at that time, to, to crucify people. The ones that did not die at that time, they knew what to do. They broke their bones so that the pain... Will cause them to to give up their ghost. You know, the body tries to to, to to survive. And and many times just just to just to deal with the pain, it can just collapse and, and 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 black out. And that's what they did. And the other two thieves died out of pain. But Jesus, no bone could be torn because he had to come back with those bones. Yes. Amen. He said, nobody has the power to take my life. I give it, and I take it up again. So he didn't give them power to touch his bones, so they couldn't touch his bones. But my message is that he was buried with sin, with sickness, with oppression, and he was put even onto the grave. And one of the things he wanted to demonstrate to us was the power of the spirit of God of resurrection life. And I'm sure when they put him to the grave, the devil had done all he knew how to do. Put all sickness on him, all disease on him, and put all sin on him. Every the sin of the whole world was on him. And he was now dead and buried and covered in the grave. And some people say that the devils began to rejoice. The one who said he came to save has now died. What did he not understand? That the power of the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus is bigger, stronger, more powerful than any sin, any sickness, any disease, any oppression, any fear, any kind of oppression. And the Bible says that suddenly, somebody say hallelujah. The Bible says that he rose up from the dead. Ephesians 4 said, That he that ascended was the same one that went lower to the lower parts of the earth. And the Bible says when he came up, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So he broke the chains of sin, broke the chains of sickness, broke the chains of oppression, broke the chains of fear. And the Bible said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. If Jesus by that spirit could come out of the grave, what is it that is disturbing you that you can't come out of? Somebody say, you don't understand. I was just born like this. Oh, I'm so, I'm always afraid. I'm so weak. The Bible said Jesus, by that same Spirit, came out of the grave. Three days old, he was buried and he came out by the Spirit of God. The Spirit that we have by by, by his resurrection that he has given to us has enough power to break every yoke to break every bondage to come out of every kind of disease to come out of every kind of oppression because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and that is the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead and set him at his right hand at the right hand of the father far above All principalities, all powers, all titles, and dominion. So we are not just looking at Jesus in wonder and say, well, he rose up from the dead. The Bible says he did it for us. He did it on our behalf. And not only that, when he rose up, he gave us, gifts the spirit of God to us so that what he did, we can do also. The resurrection of Jesus is about our resurrection. Now we have resurrection life. So sickness cannot dwell in your body. Hallelujah! Bible says, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in us, Romans chapter number 8. He said that same spirit will give life away to our mortal bodies. The Bible says mortality must be swallowed up in immortality by the spirit that liveth in us. So speaking in tongues is not just to make some funny noises. So that people wonder, wow, that's not the whole lesson. We are stirring up the life of God, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. And that same power can break every yoke, can remove every burden, can remove every fear, can remove every power of Satan. You are more than conquerors through him that died for you. We have to begin to recognize the spirit of God. That lives in us. And we have to rise to the highest place. Because that spirit did not just raise Jesus and bring, it up, bring him up from the grave. Bible says that spirit raised Jesus and set him at the highest place. Far above all principalities. All powers. All titles. All names. Both in this world and that which is to come and he has given us the same spirit. This is the last day of your oppression. Somebody say hallelujah! This is the last day of every kind of sickness in the name of Jesus. The sickness cannot stay in your body. You are rising up out of that pain, out of that sickness, out of that disease. This is the last day of, of, of any kind of oppression because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And you are rising up, somebody say hallelujah, to the highest place you're rising up, you're rising up to the highest place because the spirit of God is upon you. Amen. Some of you are going to look at your challenges and say, you, you, you uncircumcised Philistine. What are you doing here? You're coming down today. You're going to stop begging for who will help us. You have the help on the inside. You have the help of the inside. The Spirit of God came inside of you. Listen, the reason why Jesus paid for our sins is not just for us to say, he paid for our sins, thank you. No, that's part of it. The Bible says he washed us clean so that the Spirit of God can now tabernacle in us. That's the essence. So that the spirit that raised Jesus can live inside of us. The Bible says now we are the sons of God. The spirit of God dwells inside of us. And that's what made Jesus different from every other person. He had the spirit of God. One of the ways that John Apostle John, uh, uh, the John, the Baptist was able to identify him, he said, anyone you see the Spirit of God coming and dwelling upon, he said, that is the Son of God. And when you got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, that same Spirit came and dwelt inside of us. And the power that Jesus had when he was crucified, we now have. So we have power over sin. We have power over sickness. We have power over disease. We have power over fear. We have power over poverty. We have power over every power of the enemy. And the Bible says nothing shall by any means hurt you if you will only believe. Somebody shout, I believe! I believe. Say it again, I believe. I believe! So it's time to rise to the top. You have the power to get there. Don't let anything hold you back. You so, say, oh, you know, I'm just shy, I'm afraid. Rise up! There's the spirit of God inside of you. Look at the fear in the air and say, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. If there's any habit that's holding you back, you have the power to break it. Say, this is the last day I'm going to smoke. Sickness, uh, cigarette, be gone in the name of Jesus. The cigarette will say, yes, sir. They're waiting for your authority. Because you are seated in the yeah. heavenly realm. But if you stay there and complain, No is going to get me out. Uh, who's going to give me some money. I don't have money to ever pay my bills. Oh. You will stay there because you get what you say. Once you are speaking like a pauper, like a servant, you will stay at that. But once you rise up, Somebody say hallelujah. You rise up from the inside and begin to say greater is he that is in me. I cannot be held by any habit. I cannot be held by any fear. I cannot be held by any intimidation. I am a child of God. I'm seated in the heavenly realm, far above all principalities, far above all powers, far above all titles, all dominion, both in this world and that which is to come. If that is your mindset, nothing in this world or that which is to come can put you in bondage. And that's why Jesus Christ died. It's not to bring other weaklings that are just in our awe of him. Oh, oh, wish we like you know. It's to bring sons to glory. It's to raise sons like God. It's to cause people to rise up from their place of death like he rose up and make them to sit in the heavenly places like he sits in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities, all powers, all titles and dominion. And until your work is done, then His work is not is not is not done properly. Because until you get it, then His work is is wasted. Because the Bible says you can make the grace of God of non effect, and you can frustrate the grace of God. Because it's telling you you are seated in the heavenly realm, but you are looking and saying oh, I can't do this. I'm too shy. I'm too afraid. And then what was what was the impact of what He did? if you are going to still stay in that spot. So I'm saying to you today, Arise and shine! Rise to the top, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. When He died, you died with Him. Somebody say, Hallelujah! When He he was raised up, you were raised up with Him. When He is seated at the right hand, you are seated at the right hand with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places far above. That's where I cannot be afraid of cancer. Neither can I be afraid of COVID-19. Neither can I be afraid of any kind of pandemic. I can't be afraid of any, any, any government. I can't be afraid of any dominion because I have been seated in the heavenly realms far above all principalities all powers, all titles all names our dominions, but in this world and that which is to come. So when we are entering the new season after this earth is done, we are not wondering how it's going to be like. Any any being we see, we know they are under our authority. So I say, Hallelujah! You know, I was studying this. I discovered that we think it was Hollywood that, that created all those all those beings we see in space in Spielberg movie. Read Eze- 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 Ezekiel. You will see some strange beings. Yeah. They are aliens. They are spirit beings that have different kinds of bodies. He was talking about an, a cherubim being that has eyes all over his body. And wheels that have eyes. And wings that have eyes. Even speaking, Steven Spielberg has not created such kind of beings. There are beings in the spirit realm people don't know. There are angels that are bigger than cities. The Bible says they put one foot in the sea and one foot in the land. The devil did not need many angels to bind him. The Bible says one angel came from heaven and bound Satan Ah. and drew him in the bottomless pit. The reason why Satan is operating is not because he's powerful, it's because God cannot break his word. God gave Adam and Eve the authority, they gave it to Satan. Satan is operating on human authority. And so, until humans rise up, he cannot be put under because he's operating in human authority. Demons don't have power over men, men have power over demons. It's because of of ignorance. That's why they are oppressed, and that's why I say people who believe in generational cause, they're actually operating in generational ignorance. Because when you know the truth, the Bible said the truth will set you free. So it's the ignorance of the people that is keeping them bound, and because they have not known the truth, the Bible says if you know the truth, He said the truth will set you free. He said the God of this world, He said, He blinds the minds of those who don't believe. Let they see the glorious gospel, the light of God will shine in their heart. Because when it shines in their heart. They will be free. They will realize that no devil has power over any man. No disease has power over any man. Man is not made for poverty, but prosperity. But they have been deceived to believe in the cost. And so they operate under the curse. But I'm saying to you today, arise to the top. For you are the sons of God in Christ Jesus. You have been made overcomers. He said, just like I overcame and I'm seated with my father on the throne. So are those also who overcome and who are the overcomers? Those who believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Once you believe it, you become an overcomer and you are made to sit with Christ on the throne far above all principalities, all powers, all titles dominion. If you believe, give the Lord a praise. Hey! 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 Hallelujah! And that's why we celebrate Easter celebration. Because when he rose up, we rose with him. We are seated in the heavenly place. Give the Lord another praise. Hey! 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's bow your heads as we pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the resurrection of our Lord. That when he was raised, we, have, we were raised with him. That now we are seated in the heavenly realms. Far above all, all principality, all power. All diseases that are come from principalities and power. So there is no sickness that can dwell in our body. We rise up. We rise to the top. We break out of every oppression. No fear, no intimidation. We cannot be plagued with inferiority compress. We cannot be plagued with fear. Drawing back when Christ lives in us. You led captivity captive. You gave us the gift of your spirit. We thank you that the fruit of the Holy Ghost now dwells in us. We have love. We have joy. We have power. We have have faith. We have self-control by your spirit. We thank you for the gifts of the spirit that now dwells in us. That we have ability to walk miracles, to cast out devils, to heal the sick. We have abilities to have visions and dreams, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. We're reigning in this life. We are not under any oppression. We are not under any fear. Because when you rose up from the dead, we rose along with you. We are seated in the heavenly realm. Far, far above. Thank you, heavenly Father. Just wave your hand and give thanks. There miracles already happening, of healing taking place right now, Maka. There's somebody here, you had a pain in your, in your mouth, in your jaw. I don't know what it have to do with your tongue, your heal. Just receive your healing. Mande, Bradis Gehida. many other miracles. Just wave your hand. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Rejoice. Marie de Bosca. Many miracles are taking place, many miracles. This is the end of high blood pressure in the name of Jesus for some. Yes. You have power. Now command your pressure to come to normal. And it will respond because you believe. Yes, yes, no more fear. No more fear. Many have been delivered from intimidation, from fear, worried. Many have been delivered from habits. They are saying, I don't know. I can't get out of this. I keep finding myself doing this. My flesh keeps leading You are free in the name of Jesus. You have power over the flesh. You have power over Satan. He can not keep you bound. The power is in your heart and is in your mouth. You are released. You are not going back there. You are not going back there. You are released from fear. You are released from fear. You are released from intimidation. You are released from poverty. You are released from every dominion of Satan. The anointing of God is upon you. Be free from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. But I thank you that you pay for every sickness. I come against every manner of sickness and disease. Loose your grip and hold from everyone watching, from everyone listening. Be free from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I break every habit that is ungodly. Lose your hand right now in the name of Jesus. I say, come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of it. Arise out of it. Arise out of it in the name of Jesus. Arise out of fear. Arise out of fear. Arise out of fear. In the name of Jesus. For he that the Son of God sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Just begin to rejoice. There are many are getting miracles. We give, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. There is joy in your presence and life forever. I'm joy in your presence and life forever. There is joy in your presence and Joy in your presence and life forever. Joy in your presence and life forever. Joy in your presence and life forevermore. Joy in your presence and life forever. 여기에mos. There is joy in your presence and come on, come life forever. Come on, come on. There is peace in your presence and life forever. peace in your presence and life forever. There is healing in your presence and life forever. There is healing in your presence and life forever. There is help. And life forever. There is health in your presence and life forever. There is wealth in your presence and life forever. There is wealth in your presence and life forever. There is joy in your presence and life forever. There is joy in your presence and life forever. I overflow in my heart. I sing a new song to the Lord, Joy overflow, Joy overflows in my heart. Hey, I sing a new song to the Hey, Joy overflow, Joy overflow in my heart. Hey, I sing a new song to the Lord. Life overflow, life overflows in my heart. Hey, I sing a new song to the Lord. Life overflow, life overflows in my heart. I sing a new song to the Lord. There is joy in your presence and life forever. There is peace in your presence and life forevermore. Hey, hey, hey. There is peace in your presence and life There is wealth in your presence and life forevermore. There is wealth in your presence and life There is health in your presence and life forever. Joy overflows in my heart I sing a new song to the Lord Joy overflows Joy overflows in my heart I sing a new song Give the Lord a praise Glory be to God Glory be to God Glory be to God And the Bible said the last day before he was crucified he took bread and broke it and said it, this is my body he didn't say this is a type of my body when jesus said this is my body what is it? it is the body of christ and the bible says the same day he took a cup and said this is the cup of my of the blood of the new covenant this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood drink this in remembrance of me when you eat my flesh and you drink my blood he said you have eternal life in you you may be seated He said you have eternal life in you. So eternal life is the very life of God that overcomes every kind of sickness and disease. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We believe in this house. This is the antidote for every manner of sickness and disease. The word of God, the blood of Jesus, the body of Christ. This is more powerful than any vaccine for any kind of disease. Amen. We believe that if you eat the body of Christ and drink his blood, you have eternal life that flows from your spirit to your body, but you have to believe it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now that does not say you should not be clean. You should not cleanliness is a fruit of the spirit. Amen. Amen. It's part of the works of the, of, of the Holy Ghost. That does not mean you should not wash your hands and, and do the right things, but you have to realize that the spiritual has more power than the physical. The Bible says we didn't get to read it. I told you to open it, but I just wanted us to have a good time and close in good time. Amen in Hebrews 9, he said the the external ceremonial washings and and the blood of animals and goods and goats, all those things were like vaccines. You know that they used to sprinkle the blood of animals to purify people. They were purifying them. But the Bible said those things could only affect the external. But he had no power to reach into the conscience of the spirit. But when Jesus Christ came, he did not only deal with the external, he went into the spirit man and dealt with it from there so that you do not need the external wash once you are washed from the inside. Somebody say, hallelujah. So that's why we need to take this seriously. When you eat this, he said you will never die. You have eternal life. But you have to believe it. Because believing is how we receive from God. It's not just the physical thing we are eating. It's the faith, the spiritual recognition that this has the body. This is the body of Christ. And this is the blood of Christ. Just bow your heads. Let's thank God for this. Father, we thank you for giving us your body to eat and your blood to drink. You said anyone who eats your flesh and drinks your blood has life indeed. Will not come to darkness, to death, but is passed from death unto life. We know it's not by our power or our strength. For no man can do this of his own. But it's by your spirit. So as we break bread this morning, we thank you for healing, deliverance for everyone. We thank you, Lord, that this is another means by which you have released your grace to us. So we honor you. You, you commanded us to do this regularly. So we eat your bread, your the body, your, the bread which is your body, and we drink the cup which is your blood. We receive forgiveness and cleansing from every sin. Yes, we receive cleansing. There are some people who are still dealing with the impact of their sin. We are not only receiving forgiveness, we are receiving cleansing from the sin, the impact of the sin. And we are also receiving new life, new life. Thank you, Lord. We receive your body as your body indeed. We receive the cup as your blood indeed. And we receive it by faith. In Jesus' name. Just go ahead and take a cup as they sing. Just wait for everybody to have one before we break it together. Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow, there is healing, there is healing in the blood. healing, there is healing in hey, the blood of Jesus, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Everybody receive the peace. I'm sure everybody knows how to open it. If you don't, you can ask someone to help you. Just take out the transparent part on top and bring out the body and then you open the other part and you, you open it to the drink and you thank God. the opportunity to eat the flesh we're going to take it together father we thank you we receive your body we receive eternal life by our spirit and our faith and we thank you for for giving us your body to eat indeed sickness cannot dwell in this body because we are one with you we thank you that every symptom every pain is gone is washed out it's clean we are renewed every day we're strong we're strong in the old covenant Uh, Moses said that I'm hundred and twenty. My natural strength has not abated. Neither has my eye grew dream. We declare eyes are healed in the name of Jesus. Natural strength are brought back to fullness. No one is weak or sick amongst us. You said you let them out. There's not one feeble one amongst them. Not one feeble in the new covenant church. You said there should be no poor among you. Not one is poor amongst us. We receive this by faith in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and eat. We thank you for the cup. We open it and receive the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from us in every mistake we make, both past, present, and future. We will not make mistakes. We have the ability not to make mistakes. We receive that ability by your, by your blood. Righteousness is imparted to us, not just imputed. We are imparted with righteousness. We have the nature of God. We can do the works that Jesus did. We can walk in righteousness and true holiness. Because we have been recreated in true righteousness and holiness. Thank you, Lord, for your blood cleanses us and imparts your righteousness in us. We remember this as we take this. That we are not sinners anymore. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So anything that is being held on to or the enemy is trying to hold on to by reason of the past things. We say, be gone in the name of Jesus. Proclaims. No shame, no fear, no no timidity, no worries, no shyness. The righteous is as bold as a lion. We receive this by faith in Jesus' name. Oh, the blood Jesus. Jesus, oh the blood oh, of Jesus. Jesus, the blood of Jesus, oh, oh the, blood the blood of, of Jesus. Jesus. It washes it's white as, white as snow. snow. There is salvation there's salvation in the blood of Jesus. And there is healing, there is healing in the blood of Jesus. There is deliverance in the blood of Jesus, it washes, it washes, it washes. If you know the song, just sing it with me one more time. Oh, the blood of Jesus. 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 Jesus, it was white as snow. Father, we thank you. It's such a great presence of your anointing here. We just don't want to even leave. We thank you that we are not living here the same. Our minds have changed. We live here as overcomers. We celebrate that you died for us and that you rose again. But even so, we celebrate that we are risen with you. We are risen and seated in the highest place. We will not go back down to the grave. We will not go back down and live like men. men. We walk in the light of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Even as we bring our building fund, we thank you for giving us seats. So we are excited to be partners with you in building your church. We rejoice that you are the chief cornerstone, that we are lively stones also. And that by what every joint supplies, the whole body is built up unto a holy holy habitation of your spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.